by Passion Church, the DeSoto County campus, the fun church in Horn Lake, Mississippi. For more information, visit us at www.mypassion.church. If you would, stand to your feet. I want to uh, pray, but I want you to uh, hold hands as we pray. Now, that might be asking much of some of y'all. Y'all don't go duking it out in here. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. Amen. Let's pray, church. Father, we thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you for this body here. Lord, this church that you planted. Father God, we pray right now your word be spoken, Lord. I thank you for each and every vessel in this room. Lord, we love you and thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. So Pastor Guy, he's in a series called We the Church. And, And We the Church, it just touches my heart to see how impactful the church has been in my life. And in 2016, many of you may know, September the 11th of 2016... Jesus came into my life, and it literally impacted my life so much that, that it just led me on this journey to walking with Him and being led by the Holy Spirit. And this church has been such a vital part of my life. So wonderful. And as he started this series, he asked me, he said, Joe, I would like for you to fill in for me and pray what he would have you to say. And as I prayed, I knew in my spirit that I have to share what this church has done for me and my family. And, um, you know, in 2020, we were impacted with COVID. And I remember at times the church was on online video like we are this morning. If you're online, we're so glad to have you. If you're a visitor here, we're glad to have you. There's a wonderful family here. And uh, if it's your first time here, you can reach in the back of the chair. There's a first-time visitor card in the back. If you would, fill that out. Put it on the Connect desk. And uh, we would like to thank you for coming. But this church, as I came here, it was so wonderful that in 2020, that I had, 2016, when I gave my life to Jesus and was planted here by God, in 2020... When we went to online services, I'll never forget, there was a couple, which is still here today, they're on their little honeymoon right now, praise God. But they, in 2020, I'll never forget that we were all locked up and wasn't getting out, but we called them. And they said, we just over here eating, having a good time in the Lord. And I looked at Megan, my wife sitting here on the front row, and I said, you know what? Get the kids together. We're going over there to eat and have a good time too. And uh, I didn't realize what God was doing. But I went and our family would eat meals together. And we would spend time together. And, uh, and as, as, we, uh, as we spent time together, I realized that God was doing something. And, 
And as I see that Pastor Guy is in this series called We the Church, I said that is what happened in 2020 when we spent time with Brother Richard and Anita. And uh, just the other Sunday, we were standing outside and um, my daughter come out the door and called Richard Papa. Yeah. And Michael looked at me, Brother Mike Cothran, one of the ushers here, he looked at me and he said, so that's Megan's father. And I said, no. Uh-uh. He said, oh, really? He said, I said, what makes you think that? He said, I heard your daughter call, call Richard Papa. And I said, no, man. I said, we just spent so much time together. He's like family. And that's what the Lord is doing in each and every one of your hearts here. We're all family in the body of Christ. Look right here with me. Let's go to the scripture. <clears throat> go with me to um, 1 Corinthians chapter 12 in verse 12. <clears throat> Let me get this Rolex out. Y'all like this? That's beautiful, isn't it? Amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 12. The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. Amen. That's you here this morning, church. We all together, many parts make up a whole body of Jesus Christ. So it is with the body of Christ, verse 14. <clears throat> Yes, the body has many different parts. Not just one part. Not just one part. If the foot says, I'm not a part of the body because I am not a hand, that does not make it any less of a part of the body. You see, each and every one of us in here this morning, all over the world, there's different parts of the body of Jesus Christ. That's why he said... That many, many of you will do greater works than I've done because I go to the Father. And you in here this morning, your hand, your foot, whatever the case may be. And you say to yourself, well, church, I, I'm, I'm not up in front of the church. I'm not doing this or I'm not doing that. But you are a vital part of Passion Church. Whatever you're doing, whether you may be serving in the, the kingdom kids, whether you may be a, a nursery worker, whether you may be an usher here. But let me, let me encourage you here that regardless of what you do here, you are a vital part of the body of Christ. And you say to yourself, just like I said to myself in 2016, when I came here, I said, look at what Jesus is doing in my life. I have never felt so much love. I instantly, I used to look in the mirror and I'd look at myself. I'd say, you know what? There's no way, there's no way that I could wake up and look at myself and I'd just say, I'm, I'm done. But when I gave my life to Jesus, he came into my heart and I felt so much love. I look in the mirror, I said, I love it. I love this. And I'd come here 
And I'd never been so excited before in my life. I, I had a little beat up car. I pulled up in here, rum, 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 as loud as all get out. Didn't give about $300 for it. Didn't have no driver's license. And Pastor Guy, he loved me, praise God. And I showed up here, and he said, come up here and get me, and we'll ride to my house, and we'll build your son a bed. He wanted to bless me. Just like many people in here this morning have blessed you. And I said, okay, I'm coming to get you, Pastor. I was so excited. I swooped up in here at the front door, and he come out, and I'll never forget the look on his face. I'll never forget the look on his face. And he's watching right now, and I know he is laughing. But he, uh, <laughs> he looked at me, and he was just wow-factored. Because this car is like five different colors. The door isn't even bolted on all the way. When you open the door, it hits the ground. I picked the door up and shut the door. And uh, the, don't have a seat belt. It's got a bungee cord from this side over to this side to hold the door shut. Because the door's just a shell. It doesn't even have hinges on it. And he gets in. He looks at me. And I look at him. And he just laughs. And I'm laughing because he can see Jesus in my life. He can see Jesus impacting my life. And I talked his head off all the way to Hernando to his house. And we built that bed. But it was such a beautiful thing at what Jesus was doing in my life and in my family. And how wonderful the church has been. How wonderful it's been. But you ask yourself, you say, you say well, I've been looking for a church. Well, let me tell you something. Quit looking. You're here this morning for a reason. You're here this morning for a reason. And a lot of people, they show up at a church expecting a perfect church with imperfect people in it. A perfect church with imperfect people. The only perfect thing about us is Jesus living on the inside of us. You know, I love it when my pastor gets up here and he just gets to preaching and I watch him because it encourages me because... He is an untrained, uneducated man, but you can tell he's been in the presence of Jesus. Amen. And many of you in here this morning, whether you be online, you can tell that you have been in the presence of Jesus. I can tell it. It's so encouraging. I always get real nervous when I get up here. I get to shaking. But then once I look out among you and I see that you're just ordinary brothers and sisters just like me, Look at Jesus. Look at him working in your life. Let's continue to read and let's just see where God takes us from there. Uh, let's go to verse 16. We read verse 15. Let's go to verse 16. 1 Corinthians 12 and verse 16. And if the ear says, I am not a part of the body because I am not an eye, would that make it any less a part of the body? Any less. Keep reading. Stay with me. If the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? See, we're all different. Each and every one of us in here are so different. So different. How would you hear? Or if the whole body were an ear, how would you smell? If we were all preachers, we'd all be standing up in here preaching. 
Praise God. I wish he would have gave each and every one of y'all a preaching gift and didn't give it to me. He said, you know what? I'm going to let him do it. And I said, Lord, please don't let me do it. And you know, as pastor guy, he sowed into my life, seen Jesus working in my life, just like he sees Jesus working in many of your lives. And this church is a vital part of what Jesus is doing. And you say, I'm looking, I'm looking, Brother Joe, I'm looking. Stop looking. Whether you're online, whether you're here this morning, there's a reason God has put you here. I remember looking back, and Megan, she'd say, get your butt up. Get your butt up and go to church. Because I spend all my nights staying up late, eating all that junk food, and didn't want to wake up. And she'd say, you better get up. We know we're supposed to be in church. We gave our life to Jesus. We came down front. We publicly made a confession that we were going to serve the Lord. I said, you're right. I'm going. And I came. And instantly, I got involved. I was like, what can I do here? The pastor, he's so accepting. The people here are so accepting and loving. Surely I need to be doing something for them. Look at how happy they are. So I got involved as an usher. And maybe you're asking yourself, okay, I stopped looking. I've planted myself here because I'm here for a reason. Now I want to get involved. I said, you know what, I'm going to get involved. I got involved. I said, I'm going to be an usher. But I'm not going to be an usher at the front door. I'm going to be an usher at the back door. So when me and my wife come in the back door and we're still arguing, I could just stay outside and cool off. (laughs) And don't many people come in the back door. But I felt like the Lord could use me as a backdoor usher. (laughs) And that's the truth. (laughs) She can testify. But I stood at the back door. I stopped looking. I said, okay, God, I planted myself. And now here I am serving the Lord. And I'm at the back door. And here I am. And I'm letting people in. Not many people are coming in. And as soon as the service would start, I'd lock the door. I'd come in and I would... Stand there, we would worship, and um, service would begin. And just keep that story right there in your mind, because I want to keep you right there, because I want to paint a picture in your mind of how something so simple can turn into Jesus working in your life, and you not even realize it. I believe Jesus is working in right now in your life, and you don't even realize it. He's working right now in my life, and I don't even realize it. Let's keep reading. Verse 17. If the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? Or if your whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? How would you smell? Verse 18. But our bodies have many parts. The body of Christ has many parts. And God has put each part just where he wants it. Look at where he put me. He put me right where he wanted me. And many times I didn't want what he wanted. But now I've learned, hey, it don't feel good. But I'm just going to accept where he wants me. Say that with me. Say, I am going to accept where he wants me. Amen. Let's keep reading. Verse 19. 
how strange a body would be if it only if it only had one part. How strange would it be? Yes, there are many parts but only one body. The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. In fact, some parts of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. And you see, when I was at the back door, we had Brother Tim. He was the head usher at the time. And a good friend of mine, Cody Shepherd, at the time, his wife watched Little Joe. And, and they were a vital part in our life of why we were even here. His wife invited us to this church. And we showed up at this church by making a joke about going to church. And we felt guilty about lying and making a joke about going to church. And we end up at this church and gave our life to Jesus. That's another time. Amen. Beautiful. But I was a backdoor usher, and Tim seemed just like Pastor Guy in that little beat-up car, bungee cord door, loud muffler. I mean, it just wild, wild. I mean, I'm surprised it was a miracle he even got in the car with me. But just like he seen Jesus working in my life, Brother Tim, head usher, He's seen Jesus working in my life. And I don't know why. I guess because I was good and cooled off outside. So by the time I come inside, I look like Jesus. Amen. Amen. You know, some of you in here, you might be asking yourself. You say, I might be just that person that's on the outside. And I'm just mad and upset and really feel like God's against me. Let me tell you something. God is never against you. He is for each and every one of us. He is for me. He is for you. And we're in this together. Many parts made up of one body. So Brother Tim, he came to me and he asked me, he said, Joe, I would love for you to be a head usher. Oh, no, Brother Tim. No, Brother Tim. You don't, you don't understand, Brother Tim. I don't know if I can do that. He said, well, pray about it. I'm telling you, you make a good fit. Well, at the same time, Brother Tim was talking to Cody. And he had made a decision. Tim had done prayed about it. And he said, I'm going to make a decision that I want both of you to be lead ushers and work together. He's seen Jesus working in each of, each of our lives. It got down to the point to where people were calling me Cody and calling him Joe and calling Megan Heather and Heather Megan. They didn't know, but they could see Jesus working in our life. Just like many of you in here right now, Jesus is working in your life. And I said, okay, so I'm going to pray about it. And I prayed about it, and sure enough, I didn't want to do it because I'm, I'm cooling off in the back. And uh, Tim come to me, and I said, all right, I'll do it. You won't leave me alone. I'll do it. And uh, me and Cody, we served together as lead ushers. And before I knew it, God had gave me a gift. And I didn't even realize the gift that he had given me. I didn't even realize it. But I began to serve as an usher at the front door. And I got involved here at the church. And we, the church, is such an important part of what God's doing here on earth. 
such an important part. And I'm telling you, if you are here this morning, I ask you, if, if you don't see yourself getting involved here, just by faith do it. Just by faith working in the nursery. By faith working in the kingdom kids. By faith being an usher. I want to thank Brother David this morning. He's never been an usher. But praise God, I'm up here speaking this morning for pastor. And uh, Brother Rick said, he come to me, I said, Brother Rick, I don't know what we're going to do, but God knows what we're going to do, so let's pray about it. And uh, Rick looked at me, he said, I'm going to get Brother David, he's going to help me. I said, well, praise God. And he did. And I'm pretty sure maybe Brother David was just like I was at the back door, really wasn't sure, but he felt the call of God on his life. He just felt the call. And many of you in here, you feel the call of God on your life. And it's so impactful. Let's, uh, let's go back to the word in verse 23. And we're going to finish this. And the parts we regard as less honorable are those we clothe with greatest care. Greatest care. So we carefully protect those parts that should not be seen. You see, God, He is working even though I wasn't seen at the back door. He was working. He was planting seeds in the hearts of His people. Putting us right where we meant to be. And you know, I ask Megan all the time. I say, we pray. And I say, what are you hearing? She tell me what she's hearing. I tell her what I'm hearing. And, and normally we get a center. We, we hear from God that way. Because if she's hearing from God and she's getting something and I'm hearing God and getting something that's different, then we need to do more praying. But nine times out of ten, if we're both praying and we both come together, it's a, it's a center decision. So I'm asking you, if you are praying about what to do and where to be involved, you are in such a great place. You're not here accidentally. Let me say that again. You're not here accidentally. You're here for a reason, and you are such an important part of the body of Christ. Whether you are a least amount of body part, whether you're a body part that's not seen, the Lord says right here in His Word that the parts that are less, that are not as seen, they're honorable, they're great. They're great. So let me tell you something. That nursery worker that's back there serving, that's with the children, is more honorable than me standing up here preaching the word to you this morning. It is. It is. He's using the foolish, foolish things. That's 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 26. I love it because God's using the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. He's using man's foolish preaching to bring people to him. So beautiful. Let's keep reading. <clears throat> And the parts we regard less honorable, verse 23, are those we clothe with greatest care. So we carefully protect those parts that should not be seen. Verse 24, while the more honorable parts do not require this special care, so God has put the body together with extra honor and care. And care are given to those parts that have less dignity. Less dignity. He's blessing us. 
just like at the back door. Then I came in here, and I'm serving at the front door. And now I am the head usher. And I served in that position, and the Lord has blessed me. And God has opened up other doors for me to be, be a speaker, fill-in speaker here at the Passion Church. And the Lord has blessed me there. And He's just opened up opportunities. And I'm the, I'm the, I'm the lead man over the jail ministry. And God's blessing that. So beautiful. And so, we the church are doing something so important. So beautiful. So I want, I, want, I want to ask you something. Ask yourselves. There is a reason you are where you are. Ask yourself that question. You don't have to ask it right now. But you ask yourself. Why am I here, Lord? What are you doing in my life? You're not here to listen to Pastor Guy. You're not here to listen to... Pastor Joe, you're not here to listen to Pastor Nick or Pastor Chad. Praise God. Look at that beautiful gift working on the inside of him. And there's so many gifts in here. So many gifts. Look at verse 24. And we're almost done with this. And uh, I'm telling you, God's going to bless you. God is going to bless you because it said so in his word. You have a gift. You have a gift. And I am anointed to tell you that Jesus Christ is the center point and the foundation of your life. Jesus Christ is the center point and the foundation of your life. And He will bring that gift to full. He will bring that gift to full. And it will be so beautiful. So beautiful. Verse 24. We're going to stop at verse 27. While the more honorable gifts, the more honorable parts do not require this special care. So God has put the body together such that extra honor and care are given to those parts. And that have less dignity. Verse 25. This makes for harmony. Harmony. All these dysfunctional parts in here. Including myself. Dysfunctional. Got a hand hanging out my head. But he brings harmony. He, Jesus Christ is a center point of all our lives. Harmony among the members. So that all the members care for each other. If one part suffers, all the parts suffer. We're all in this. All in the Great Commission, as Brother Dave said. Going into all the world. Preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. And with it, and if one part is honored, all parts are glad. You see, Brother Tim, he's seen a gift. And he led me right into where God wanted to place me. Pastor Guy, he's seen a gift and led me right into where... God wanted to bless me. And he, I'm telling you right now, you're here right now because God has put you in a place where the church, you can be a vital part of the body of Christ. And I, you know, and I heard that message that Pastor Guy preached last Sunday. And there probably wasn't many people in here at all. But I told him, I said, Pastor, 
It doesn't matter who is here and who isn't here. God wants who he wants here. And they're here. You're here for a reason. And I'm telling you, the church, just like in 2020, when I went over to Brother Richard in Anita's house, and we broke bread together, and we spent time together, and what nobody visiting nobody, but we kept worshiping together. We kept breaking, we kept breaking bread together. We kept eating meals together. And look at what God is doing. And that's many of you in here right now. I can go on and on about testimonies where I've seen many of you are going out to eat with each other. Going and eating with one another and spending time with each other. And I'm going to tell you something. A family is a very dysfunctional place. It's very dysfunctional. But we love each other and we accept each other. And you're in the body of Christ. And when you're in the body of Christ... The blood of Jesus brings us together. We're brothers and sisters in the Lord. And let me tell you, as you're here today, maybe there's a brother or sister that you're like, ah, I can't be around them people. Hey, that's okay. Pray about it and get that out of your heart because we're all different. We're all dysfunctional. I imagine when I came here in 2016, I imagine said, I can't put up with him. He's just too much for me. Because look, I'm still too much for a lot of people. But praise God. My wife tells me that all the time. She says sometimes, and my sister-in-law too. I work with her. <laughs> but praise God. There's brothers and sisters in here that you're partnered with. And just because you're not spending time with everybody in this room, you can find that brother and sister in the Lord that you connect with, that you can pray with, that you can, uh, that you can spend time with so they can help you investigate that gift. Each and every one of you in here, there's a gift. I just can't stress that more and more. Just keep stressing it because I want you to go home and I want you to ask yourself, why, Lord, why have you put me where you've put me? What is your plan with my life and what is my gift that I can reach people for your kingdom? Look here in verse, verse 26. If we read it one more time and then we're almost done. Verse 26. If one part suffers, all the parts suffer with it. And if one part is honored, all the parts are glad. Verse 27. All of you together are Christ's body and each of you is a part of it. Each of you is a part of it. If you look at um, Acts chapter 4 verse 13, you ask yourself, I am a part of the body. Say that with me. Say, I am a part of the body. You are a part of the body of Jesus Christ. In, verse, in uh, Acts chapter 4 verse 13, it says right here, in the New King James, it says, Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men, they marveled. And they realized that they had been with Jesus. And I'm telling you, that that's many of you, if not all of you in this room. I believe it in my whole heart.
that I see Jesus working in each and every one of your lives. Brother Dave, Sister Debbie, Sister Ashley, my beautiful wife Megan, Sister Donna, Brother David, serving as an usher, that gift. Leah, that gift. That gift is so beautiful. And it is going to be an important part of God's body. Just like it already is. And whether it is seen or not seen, God brings honor. Amen? God brings honor. Look with me. Go to uh, Ephesians chapter 2 in verse 19. I love the amplified version of this. So beautiful. So then, you are no longer strangers or aliens. Outsiders without rights of citizenship. But you are fellow Christians with the saints. God's people. And are members of God's household. I love that. I am, you are, I am God's people. You know, I I remind myself each and every morning that, Lord, you are good and your faithfulness endures forever. He's faithful when I'm not. And his mercy endures forever. His mercy. The Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. The Lord is good. And his faithfulness endures forever. It's so beautiful. Let's keep reading. Verse 20. Having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets. With Christ Jesus himself. As the chief cornerstone. He is the cornerstone. You know as I was. uh, As I go out to construction sites and I watch these new constructions come from the ground up, I see them, I see, you know, I I can just, all the time I'm praying and reading the Word, and I see how things are built. In the same way, God is doing the same thing in my life. And I see the foundation poured. I see the lumber going up. And I see the walls being made. But the other day as I was spending time in the Lord and praying, I seen a pile of bricks. And as pile of bricks, I seen them, and they were just gathered. They were just gathered together. And they really didn't make nothing. But as I went out the next day, I see the pile of sand, and I see the guy shoveling the sand in the mixer, and they're making mortar. And they're mortaring them bricks. And they're assembling them bricks. And they're becoming something. And I want you to ask yourself this morning. Maybe you're just gathering here. Maybe you're just gathering online. But God wants to assemble you in the church. God wants to assemble you in the church. Just like he. I was just gathering and gathering. And Megan was just beating me over the head. Praise God for godly women in this church. Praise God for godly women that will not give up on their husband. Will not give up. And whether you have a brother, whether you have a family member, or anybody, 
you keep praying for them and you don't give up. And God will assemble them. They, he will. He will assemble them. So those bricks, as they were just gathered in a pile, and them guys were just mortaring them bricks and assembled them into that beautiful house. Each and every one of you in here this morning, you are a brick. And God has assembled you right where he wants you. He's assembled you right where he wants you. Let's keep reading. Verse 20, we'll read it again. Having been built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets with Christ Jesus, himself as the chief cornerstone. There goes that mortar. In whom the whole structure is joined together. And it continues to increase. I love that. God's still building the church. He is still building the church today. Growing. He's increasing it. Growing it into a holy temple. You're a holy temple in the Lord. You are a holy temple in the Lord. A sanctuary dedicated, set apart, and sacred to the presence of the Lord. I don't see myself like that. But let me tell you what the Word of God says. Amen? That is so encouraging. Even when you don't even feel like it, you just get up and do it. And He'll bless you for doing it. Every single time. I'm not going. Oh yeah you are going. You just don't know it. God's got a plan. And I don't care what your sin is. I don't care where you've been. God's right there in the middle of it. He is right in the midst of doing something so beautiful in your life. And he will heal every disease in your body. Every sickness. Every addiction. Every depression. I used to be so depressed. Oh my goodness. But praise God. I don't, I don't have to worry about anything anymore. I don't have to. And it's so beautiful. Let's finish this up here. <clears throat> Verse 22. In him and in fellowship with one another. That's what we're doing here this morning. You also are being built together into a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. You know, a couple Sundays ago as I preached, I had a lady come up to me and she said, What do you mean you see in the Spirit? And it's, I see Jesus. I see the Spirit of God. That love. That encouragement. That self-control. That, that endurance for you to follow Jesus even when you don't feel like it. I mean, if we all got up and done what we felt like, we'd still be sitting at home eating pancakes and sausage and bacon. I picked my sister-in-law up, one out of the nine. I mean, we could go on for days. I bring my sister-in-laws here and we fill this church up. My in-laws, they got plenty of kids. So... I picked my sister-in-law up this morning, and Joe, I've been training him and telling him, I was like, son, we got to stay active. We can't just eat all the time. I mean, even though we feel like we want to eat all the time, we just can't do it. But he smelt that breakfast on Addison, instantly said, I'm hungry. <laughs> now, you ain't hungry. You just smell that breakfast. You see, if we do what we feel, none of us would be here. 
Because we all have things that we could be doing. But God is doing something so wonderful in our lives as we are assembled in the church. And that's the message. We the church, as we are assembled. You know, Pastor is painting a picture as we're in this series. He's wanting to, wanting to show us what he sees in us. He's wanting for us to see how vital, how important we are. And you say, I got a drinking problem. You ask yourself, well, I do this. I talk this way. I do that. Guess what? So did the disciples. They were all untrained, uneducated boneheads. And Jesus used each and every one of them. Because they wouldn't just gathering. They were assembled. And when he assembles you and puts you where he wants you, there's nothing you can do to stop it. There's nothing you can do to stop it. I'm telling you, I'm so thankful that he doesn't put me where I deserve to be put. He doesn't put me where I deserve to be put. But he puts me where he has planned and ordained for me to be. I heard Brother Richard tell me all the time. He says, Joe, he just ministering to me. He said, Joe, God don't call. How does he say it? God don't, uh, God don't call the equipped. He equips the called. That's right. You just come just the way you are. And that's what I tell many of these people that I invite here. They say, well, you don't understand, man. I'm going through a lot of stuff. I'm telling you right now, come as you are, and God's going to make a way in your life. God's going to make a way. Let's finish with this right here. I want you to hear what Jesus told Peter, and then we're going to pray. And uh, I want to give you an opportunity. If you hadn't made Jesus the Lord of your life, I want to make sure you give Jesus the opportunity to be the Lord of your life. And I'm going to dismiss you. And uh, if you need prayer for anything, if you need baptism of the Holy Spirit, if you need anything, uh, Sister Donna, she's got some stuff she would like to give you back here at the Connect Desk. And uh, Brother Dave, his stuff is back there. But I want, it, I want this most important verse. This is what Jesus said in Matthew 16 and verse 13. This is what Jesus said to Peter. When Jesus came to the region of of Caesarea and Philippi he asked his disciples he's asking you here this morning who do people say that the son of man is <clears throat> well they replied some say John the Baptist some say Elijah and others say Jeremiah or one of the other prophets that's what the people say then he asked them but who do you say I am? Listen to what Peter says. In verse 16, Simon Peter answered, You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Amen. Amen. So powerful. You are the Son of the living God. Jesus replied, You are blessed, Simon. Son of John, you are blessed this morning in here knowing that Jesus is the Son of God. Because my Father in heaven has revealed this to you, 
You did not learn this from any human being. Verse 18. Now I say to you that you are Peter, which means rock. And upon this rock I will build my church, and all the powers of hell will not conquer it. We, the church, you are assembled here by God. In verse 19, And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven. And whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. Everything. We have the keys as the church. As you're assembled in the body of Christ. Assembled there. So church, let's pray. Let me pray for you. for listening to the podcast today. We hope you enjoyed it and that it inspires you to live out God's Word. For more information, visit us at www.mypassion.church.